All right, for the win, week number three. Hey, it's good to see everybody tonight. Hey, I wanted to just, uh, we're, we're going to do, do things a little bit differently um, than we normally do. We actually have a video teaching tonight, and, and um, if you guys don't have a bulletin and you want one, raise your hands. we got some people that are going to give them out to you. Just uh, raise your hands. You'll be able to take notes along with uh, the video. we got a couple over here, Jacob, a couple around here. Let me remind you of what this series is about. It's called For the Win, and what we're discussing or what we're talking about is we're talking about the book of Proverbs. Now, how many of you guys have been reading through Proverbs this month? Anybody been reading with us on our Proverbs Bible plan? Cool. Well, hopefully, hopefully you guys have uh, learned some things, have taken away some golden nuggets, and tonight you're going to get to hear from a girl named Sarah Anderson, and uh, she's a good, a good communicator, and she's going to be talking about one specific proverb, just one. We don't, want to, we don't want you to be overwhelmed with information. We just want you to learn something pretty simple, pretty, pretty easy. And so what I want all of you to do, right, is I want you to pay attention to the video, take notes. The notes are going to come on the screen as they come up, all right? So make sure you pay attention, and uh, here it is. Check it out. When I was in school, I used to love the start of the year. I loved getting all of the new school supplies, paper and binders, a new backpack, having a clean locker. It was like a fresh start. And given my terrible organizational habits, every beginning of the school year, I needed a fresh start. I would look at the syllabus my teacher gave out, look at my uncluttered locker, my not yet disaster of a book bag, and I would tell myself, this year, I'm gonna keep my act together. I'm going to get things done on time and not at the last minute. I'm going to keep my books in their place and not shoved every which way into my locker. And I'm not going to treat my backpack like a trash can. I had high hopes and really good intentions, but I failed miserably every time. By mid-September, my locker looked like it came from one of those TV shows about hoarders. My backpack was a mess. Assignments were late, missing, or totally forgotten. Maybe you can relate. At the start of the year, you say the same sort of thing. I'm going to be different this year and make school a priority. Or maybe it's with other things. This is the year I'm going to get a job. Or this season, I'm going to go above and beyond practicing my instrument. Or I'm going to get a head start on college applications and knock it out before the deadlines start piling up. Maybe you find yourself saying that phrase a lot at home. Your mom asks you to clean your room and you answer, I'm going to get to it after I finish my homework. Or she asks you to hang out with your little brother or take out the trash or clean the dishes. And you think you're gonna, but you don't ever get to it. How many of you have ever been in this position? You have no problem saying I'm gonna, but you can't ever get around to the actual doing. In fact, I bet you said something like that today, but haven't actually gotten around to doing it. We have every intention of doing what we say we're going to do until a few days go by or a few weeks or a few months and all the gunnas are gone. All we have left are shouldas. So why is that? What makes it so easy to say I'm gonna and so hard to keep it from becoming an I shoulda? I think a lot of times we just aren't prepared for the obstacles that come into play and the obstacles will derail our intentions every time which is why most of the time you actually have to make a plan and not just talk about what you'll do to make the gunnas a reality. And let's be honest, making a plan sounds like the exact opposite of fun. I would much rather tell everyone about how I'm going to apply to all the big name schools and take college trips than to actually sit around making the plan for those things to happen. But without the plan, our gunnas are sure to fail. Why? 
because we get distracted. I'm gonna clean my room, I promise. But first I have to post this picture on Instagram and then send the Snapchat and then check back every 30 seconds to see how many likes my picture got. Distraction will derail us every time. We start to feel insecure. I really do wanna get a job, but who would wanna hire me? It's a lost cause, so why even start? Insecurity will delay us every time. And we tell ourselves lies. I always get the work done somehow. Why does it matter if I do it at the last minute? Lies will minimize the importance of what we have to do every time. Essentially, we put off what we know we ought to be doing and want to do, we attempt to ignore it, and then we give up completely. And when we do this enough, it becomes a cycle, a habit that we feel powerless to reverse. We start saying things like, I'm just a slacker, a procrastinator. I always have been. It's just who I am. You live this way long enough and you start to feel like a bit of a failure, which is a terrible feeling, but it's a feeling we don't feel equipped to change. So what do we do? Last week, we started looking at the book of Proverbs, a book found in the Old Testament that's considered a wisdom book, meaning it's not history or prophecy or a letter. This is a book of sayings or pieces of advice put together for you and I to read. These aren't promises or guarantees, not a, if you do this, then this will happen, but principles. They set you up for the win. And this week, we're going to talk about how you can go for the win when it comes to all your gunnas, all the things you know you should do, want to do, and have to do, but never get around to actually doing. This verse is found in Proverbs chapter 14, and it says, all hard work brings profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. My favorite thing about Proverbs is how straightforward it is. It's not a code you have to figure out. It just tells you like it is. And what that proverb is saying is that hard work pays off. The problem with you and me is that we spend a lot of our lives in the second half of that verse with a lot of talk. We talk about getting our grades up. We talk about applying to colleges. We talk about looking for jobs. We talk about staying organized. We talk about working out more or eating better. We talk about staying on top of our assignments. We talk about practicing longer and pushing harder. But in the end, our talk gets us nowhere. It's our hard work and our follow through that will get us the results we want. Doing gets you where talking won't. The first half of the Proverbs verse says, all hard work brings profit. So what does that mean exactly? Does that mean we always get the results we want when we do the follow through? Finishing our work on time will get us the grade we want. Practicing longer will get us off the bench. Applying to our school of choice will get us admitted. Not exactly, although that would be nice. Don't get me wrong, you could get those results. And working hard will increase your chances of getting those results a thousand times more than just talking about it but it isn't a sure thing. Remember, the verses in Proverbs set you up for the win, but they don't necessarily guarantee the win. So what's the win hard work sets you up for? There is a profit, but what is it? Well, hard work does a couple of things. Hard work causes less regret. No one works hard and puts a lot of effort into something and looks back and says, I wish I didn't try so hard. I wish I had that time in my life back. I could have gotten the exact same results if all I did was talk about what I was going to do. No, nobody says that. But people do say, I wish I'd started working on that project when I said I would. I wish I'd applied for a job when I first thought about it. I wish I'd done what my mom asked me right away so we could have avoided this epic argument. All talk and no hard work leads to a lot of regret. But talk coupled with hard work cuts back regret big time. That's a win. Hard work gives you more control. 
When you become less of a talker and more of a doer, you're going to find yourself with a lot more control. You have more of a say about where you're headed and how. You aren't a victim to your circumstances. You don't just end up with a failing grade or broke or with nowhere to go the year after you graduate high school. You don't sit around wondering, how did this happen to me? Doing gets you where talking won't. When you do less talking and more doing, you take back the reins of your life, and that's a win. Hard work also gives you more pride. I don't have to tell you how disheartening and discouraging it is when over and over again you feel like a failure, when you feel like you can't trust yourself to do what you know you need to do. You start to feel depressed, down on yourself, like a victim. But when you begin to act on your talk, when you take your I'm gonna do to I am doing, you'll notice your self-confidence and self-worth improving. You see yourself in a better light and feel more motivated to continue matching your talk with your actions. And hard work earns you more respect. Whether we want to admit it or not, we care a lot about what people think about us. And when you become a person who not only says they're going to do something, but follows through and does it, you become a person people think highly of. When they think of you, they think of someone they can count on, someone who is trustworthy and dependable. They begin to feel comfortable giving you more responsibility and more freedom. Having the respect of your teachers, coaches, siblings, and parents will set you up for a lot of success later. But it's more than that too. If we're followers of Jesus, this is something he commands us to do. In his letter to Colossians, the Apostle Paul writes, And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do, do it with Jesus in mind. Make Jesus look good. Be a person of your word and a person whose reputation about their work precedes them. This isn't just to make us look better. We are representatives of Jesus and have a responsibility to represent him well. Maybe this sounds good to you. Maybe you're fired up about the possibility of following your words with actions, but maybe you felt this way before. The issue isn't wanting to follow through. The problem is getting to the actual follow through. So how do you make sure it happens? How do you make sure that this time doesn't end up like last time? First, you need to start imagining the end you want. Starting can feel overwhelming, and falling back into old patterns will be super tempting, especially if you've made a habit out of talking and not doing. So to get motivated, think about the end. Think about what you want to accomplish or what will be possible because you did what you said you were going to do. So what are you shooting for? A more organized locker? A job? A better relationship with your mom? A better three-point shot? Whatever it is, think about it. When you start to get overwhelmed with where you are, remember where you want to be and why you want to be there. And then you need to make a plan. The only difference between a goal and a wish is having a plan. So get out some real pen and paper or just open the notes app on your phone and begin to form a plan. To get to the goal you want, come up with the steps you need to take first. But be realistic. If you have a 68 in chemistry, you won't have an A by next week or next month, but you may be able to get it to a C. So make the steps manageable to do in small doses. The end may be totally overwhelming, but with a little bit of effort, you can cross off small steps at a time. Doing gets you where talking won't. So as you head out today, I want you to know something. God cares about you and your future more than you ever could. He wants you to have an incredible life. And part of that life will include doing some things and achieving some things that require hard work. And becoming a person who is about doing and not just talking 
will set you up for the win later. All right, cool. That was pretty cool. Hey, if you guys want to grab the Bible in front of you or underneath you, I want to just read that proverb again um, with you. And I don't have a ton to say, but I think sometimes what we sometimes don't think about when it comes to what we do in our relationship with God is we don't always think of kind of that last thought that she shared with us, that God, right, God really desires and really wants all of us to have a really awesome future, that his plan for us is so big and so much better than you could even imagine. As a matter of fact, the Bible says this. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is God. He's saying, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And sometimes what we don't think about is how do we contribute right? What do we have to do? How do we contribute towards that plan? Now, the reality is, if you're a Christian, if you follow Christ with your life, um, like, like these three that, that got baptized tonight, then you know, right, you know that God, uh, that, that Christianity and what we, what, when we call ourselves Christians, it's not, it's not about what we do, but it's about what's been done for us through Jesus Christ, Right, And we get to live in the freedom that Christ provided by dying on the cross for our sins. And maybe you're here tonight and you would say, gosh, you know, I, I, I'm not a Christian. I'd love to hear more about that. I'd love to know what does it really mean to, to follow Christ. Then I would love to talk with you, any of the leaders with these M12 shirts. We'd love to talk with you tonight, maybe during the movie, maybe before that. But don't leave here tonight if you have questions about what that means. But here's the, here's the thing, and this is the thing that she talked about, is that in order for us to have the future that God wants, it does require hard work at times. We can't just expect to get straight A's in school and never do our homework. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work that way. Or you can't expect to be one of the best basketball players on the team but never pick up a basketball, Right? I mean, even Michael Jordan, here's the thing that you guys may or may not know about Michael Jordan, is Michael Jordan was the first person to get to practice and it was the last person to leave every single day of, of his career. And every single day after practice, he would shoot hundreds of free throws. He would practice. He would work hard. And I don't think you guys would argue with me that he is, one, he is the best to ever lace up the shoes. You know what I'm saying? He is better than LeBron. LeBron is not as good as Michael Jordan. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure we're all together. LeBron is the best now. LeBron is the best now. He is. Yes, he, he is better than Kobe Bryant. There is no one better than LeBron James. Who is better than LeBron? Steph Curry is just, he's good. Steph Curry is good, but he is not as good as LeBron. Here's the thing, though. This is what Sarah was saying. What Sarah was saying is exactly what the proverb says. It's Proverbs 14, 23, and it says this. It says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Now, if, I bet if you, if you sat around and thought about it long enough, some of you could come up with people that are really, really big talkers, but when it comes to doing something, they're not, they're not as big. Can any, any, anybody relate to that? Anybody with me on that? You know some really big talkers in your life, but when it comes to doing, 
They're not, they're not that big, right? And what I love about what, what the Bible says is the writer of Colossians, Paul, he said, whatever you do, do it to the glory of God. So if it's school, if it is cleaning your room, I mean, what would it look like for you to clean your room to the glory of God, right? What would that look like? I don't know. No dust anywhere, right? Every square inch of your carpet vacuumed, okay? Um, but it says, whatever you do, it doesn't matter what it is, do it to the glory of God. And Paul actually uses the terms whether you eat or whether you drink. And all of us, the point in that passage is that we all eat every day and we all drink every day. And the point is that every single day that we live, we live that day to the glory of God. We live that day as if it's our last. You guys have heard that term before. But it doesn't just happen. You guys have to make a decision to work hard. You have to make a decision not to be lazy. You have to make a decision, like Sarah was saying, to, you know, to make a plan or to, uh, what was the other thing? She said, imagine the end that you want. So what is it that you think that you want? Maybe think about, you guys have a couple of weeks until school starts back. It's a little depressing, a little depressing. But let's think about this, though. Think about what type of student that you want to be this school year. You're going to have to work hard to be a straight-A student. You're going to have to work hard to be a student who doesn't get in trouble a lot. I mean, well, some of you, may, maybe you don't have to work hard at that, but a lot of you will. Um, maybe, you, maybe your goal, right, is that you want to come to M12 every week and be respectful of your leaders. You're going to have to work hard at that, right? That's something that you, you can't just do that Right away, you have to work hard at that. And so the point of tonight is simply this. God's plans for you are, are huge. God's plans for you are the best. They're not just good. They're not just kind of sort of good, but they are the best. But in order for you to fully live out what his plan is for your life, you have to work hard at that. And you have to imagine the end that you want, and make a plan to get there. Make a plan to get there. All right? So let me do this. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. And then we're going to move on to the next thing. God, thanks so much for the book of Proverbs and all the golden nuggets that are in there. And God, I thank you that tonight we can learn a lesson that... To be who we want to be, to, to really live our life and have the future that we all desire. It's going to take hard work. It's not something that's just going to come easily. And so, God, I pray for these students, especially as they come to the last couple weeks of summer, that you, God, would uh, help them to think about what Sarah said. Help them to imagine the end that they want and to make a plan on how they're going to get there, how they're going to achieve becoming that type of student or that type of friend or that type of Christ follower. And so, God, would you help us? Because we know that your plans for us are so much better than we could ever imagine. 
Help us to, to live in that. And, uh, and we thank you ahead of time for your amazing, incredible plan. In Jesus' name, amen.